you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Air. Welcome to the Rock Your Restaurant Podcast. Engaging topics that help restaurants rock their profits, build their brands, and deliver amazing guest service experience. Thanks again for tuning in. You know, one of the most important things in running restaurants is keeping informed and keeping ahead of the curve and on top of all the latest trends and industry happenings and all that cool stuff and learning from other people that have specific expertise in this business. So I've got to tell you that one of the easiest ways to do this is listening to podcasts. And one of the absolute best is called Restaurant Unstoppable with Eric Cacciatore. So today I'm speaking with the man behind the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast. Eric, how's it going? It's going awesome today, Roger. I'm feeling unstoppable like always. <laughs> I love it. That is, you know, what a great what a great mantra that is. I know that when when listeners tune into your show, that's one of the first engaging questions they get is, "Are you feeling unstoppable and why?" So that is just a really awesome way to start out your day whether you're running you. a restaurant or doing a podcast. That is so cool. So for those of you who haven't heard of the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast, you really need to check this website out. It's a one-stop resource for owners and managers and operators to to help them really stay on top of everything that's happening in this business, learn from others' successes as well as failures. Eric, week after week, you're, you're constantly interviewing chefs and industry leaders and restaurateurs that are at the cutting edge, right? And industry pros with game-changing products, technology, advice. So we both share a passion for this business. So I really appreciate you joining me on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm pumped to be here. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I have a feeling. I can tell. <laughs> so you have a really, really interesting story about how you got into this business, what your ultimate goals are, and you know where you're going from here. So why don't you share that with our listeners? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you could say I was kind of born into the industry. I was three years old. My parents opened their first restaurant. And uh, I, it's just one of those things where like, you kind of you know, you grow up in it. You really don't think much of it. And, you know, you don't realize how much you love it until you're not doing it anymore. And <laughs> so I uh, my parents opened a restaurant when I was three years old and they had that restaurant until I was 13. Uh, but I continued to, to work in the restaurant industry. They uh, kind of steered me in the direction of uh, the more traditional college route. I had expressed my interest in owning a restaurant someday. But there was that typical, you know, you know, we work so hard, so you don't have to go to college. You don't own restaurants. Restaurants own you. So I kind of listened to their advice and I became a commercial pilot. I went to school for like eight years and flew for uh, between school and actually flying like eight years. And then I just realized that I wasn't happy that aviation industry wasn't for me. And I like in the back of my mind, I kind of always was thinking, you know, I'll work hard in aviation. I'll make the money. And then when I have the money, I'll go and do what I want to do, which is just ask backwards. Pardon my language. Like that's no. not the right way yes. to do it. Um, so I decided to start this podcast. Uh, I went back to school for hospitality and I was learning about how to, you know, uh, I, I wasn't really sure what I want to do. I just knew I wanted to work in restaurants. So um, I, I'll tell you a story about a professor I had. Uh, my sales professor and uh, marketing professor, uh, the first class I ever had with him, 
uh, he's asking us if we listen to podcasts and nobody raised their hand. So it's, it was a night class. Uh, so he walks out into the hallway. Uh, you can see him through the little window and the door and he looks left and he looks right and he screams, you've got to be effing kidding me. And he comes back into the classroom. He's like, you guys have so much information right at your fingertips. Uh, the world is right there. Like your homework assignment is to go home and to find a podcast that interests you and just to learn. Um, so at the time, I was kind of interested in just entrepreneurial uh, ventures. And I was really passionate about the hospitality industry. I wanted to learn from uh, successful restaurant people. So um, I couldn't find a good restaurant podcast. But I did start listening to entrepreneurial podcasts, which taught me about the world of podcasting. And then I finally just made the decision to start my own restaurant podcast. And that's what Restaurant Unstoppable is. So uh, just let me say that again. Uh, and that's what Restaurant Unstoppable is. Uh, just my way to create a, a, a podcast for other aspiring restaurant professionals like me. I never knew that story. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. cool. I mean, so that's really kind of fate, right? I mean, that, yeah. that was a pivotal moment where that professor kind of planted a seed in your head and now look at you. So yeah, that is so cool. So I totally admire you for your passion to help others succeed. And it's such an interesting story. What a learning experience it is for you because your ultimate goal now is to own your own restaurant, series mm -hmm. of restaurants. We'll see where that goes. And now you've been doing this for how long? A year and a half or two years or more? I had the idea about three years ago, but I had no idea uh -huh. how to you know, start a a website, how to run a website, uh, how to start a, a podcast. So I spent uh, a, you know some time just learning, getting my feet wet, and then the actual recordings have been going on for about two uh, two years now. And uh, at you know just I think I finished episode two thirty one, and we have episode two twenty five published. So Amazing. it's been busy. <laughs> yeah, and you're on a ride. But but you know the key point here is you know giving yourself every chance to succeed in the future when you absolutely take the leap and jump into this business. You know, a lot of people know and some people don't know that I jumped into the restaurant business with no experience and that was mm -hmm. almost the kiss of death because this business is so challenging. It's got such a high failure rate and there's so many moving pieces and parts and you are literally giving yourself an education and every single person that you talk to is not only educating you, but every one of your listeners. And we can all learn. I'm still learning. You know, I've been in the business for 22 years, and every time I listen to one of your podcasts, I learn something new. So what a unique way to get into the business. What a, what a super smart way of just arming yourself with as much information as possible. And you just did a show on mentors uh, a week or so ago, and now you yeah. have unlimited mentorship in your chosen <laughs> path right now until you decide that the timing is right. So that is just a great, great story. So besides the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast, you've recently launched a really cool newsletter with lots of resources for your listeners. So you're really trying to pack as much information that's value added, you know, for those people that are following you, restaurateurs, managers, operators, that sort of thing. Why don't you tell us about all the different facets of Restaurant Unstoppable and what some of the benefits yeah. are and how people can, you know, opt in? For sure. So, um, I guess starting from the beginning, it just started as uh, the podcast where essentially I just seek out the most successful restaurateurs I can find. A lot of it's through referrals. The last question I asked during every episode is who's one, you know, just one restaurant professional that you admire and you think would be a great guest in the show. So they're calling out a lot of their colleagues, people that they admire in the industry. So we're always just getting incredible people on the show on the format. Basically, the questions I ask, it starts off with uh, getting that motivation 
motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote. And then we kind of dive into the path they took to get to where they are today. So if you're somebody who wants to get in, into this industry, you can look at people and see what path they took to get to where they are today. Uh, we talk about their it factors. Those are ha habits, characteristics, traits, things that they think they possess that contribute to their success. Then we talk about a failure, which is a time where they just messed up big time uh, yes. and what they learned from that failure. Failure, And I, th I just think we can learn so much from failures. And I think that's probably one of my favorite questions because uh, sometimes it's you can't really afford to make big mistakes in this industry because the, the margins are so small, especially in early on. So you really got to get it right the first time. And that's why I think that part is so important. And then from there, we go into like the second half of the interview where it's uh, meant to be a little bit more faster pace. I ask questions about how to get the initial capital to get started, what people did, what a device they they have if they could do it again, uh, how they hire, how they lead, how they manage, how they you know do work life balance, what books they've read, what technologies they're using in their restaurant, and it's really just meant to extract information and little pieces of, of advice. Uh, and that's really the purpose of the the podcast is to go to people who are proven successful in the industry and just get their advice, extract their advice, extract their stories, extract their recommendations. So if you're opening a restaurant, like you can really kind of weed through all the, the information that's out there and all it's it's just meant to bring all that to one spot so um that's the, the the big you know chunk of restaurant unstoppable is that podcast and then like you mentioned i just started the newsletter um which really is just a summary um of what big lessons i took away that week or what tools and resources were, were re uh, recommended on that email so you don't have to go searching for it on the website just trying to make it easier and then on the website we also have uh, uh, tools and resources page, which is uh, basically just a list of all the tools that have been recommended on the show. And the same with the books page, which is a, a list of all the books my successful guests have read and that they recommend we read to be successful. And it's all right there. And that's um, there's some plans for the future. But, you know, right now, the, the thing I'm working on is a mastermind group, which is uh, people can come and join uh, other like-minded individuals uh, at the same point of their career so we can get together and talk and share knowledge and books and resources, the recommendations our guests are giving us, uh, and just you know lean on each other for support and motivation. So there's a lot going on, Roger. Sorry, that was a little... No, like no, no, that was, no, that was awesome. <laughs> and you know, the thing that really strikes me is the contrast between success and failure. And, you know, failure is something to that we all, I guess, out of human nature, try to avoid. And it's something that embarrasses certain people. And yeah. I learned a long time ago, you know, I think it was Albert Einstein that said, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work, you know. And that's an interesting quote because every famous or, you know, popular or, you know, amazing entrepreneur that's accomplished amazing things has failed more than once in in his quest to pursue his or her quest to pursue what their end goal is, you know, and yeah. I've had my share of failures in this business and outside of this business. And you, if you're not learning from your failures, there's something wrong. So I think that's awesome that you blend and you always ask that question because it's not just about the successes. You can learn just as much or more from your failures. Now, to sort of cap that off, you have this term that you love to use called knowledge bombs, okay? Let's talk about some of the knowledge bombs <laughs> from maybe some uh, recent podcasts that just knocked your socks off and said, whoa, I'm so glad I asked that question. Anything? Oh, soon? man. There's, There's so many, so, right? So many lessons I've taken away. 
I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned uh, in this podcast or during this podcast is that you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I think so often people, um, when they start this industry, they feel like they have to be at the center of everything and they have to have their you know hands in all the decision making. And the truth is, if you look at the most successful restaurant tours out there, like the Ari Wines Wags, like the Jerry, Danny Myers of the world, mm-hmm. Octavio Mantillas and all these incredible people, Jeff Benjamins, what they're really good at is either partnering and uh, finding the people who are strong where they're not strong right. or just just providing opportunity to people who are super passionate and skilled and being a mentor and uh, putting them in the, the roles that they think that, you know, you know, the analogy that I, I got from, I think, Jim Sullivan or Jim, whoever wrote Good to Great, who's the author of Good to Great or, uh, you know, what I'm thinking of. Oh, it's bothering me. I'm gonna, <laughs> but the idea. I'll I'll think of it eventually, and yes. I'll say it. But um, the idea is you have to get people on your bus, and then you have to put them on the right seat in, on that bus, and just surround yourself with these people who can, uh, you know, who said it? Octavio Mantilla said you can accomplish anything as long as you don't mind who gets the credit. Um, and you know, and that's just kind of like one of the biggest lessons I learned. It's it's about just surrounding yourself with passionate people uh to developing a solid why a purpose uh, around your restaurant uh to get that solid culture you know going early early on in your restaurant and uh if you do all these things if you're intentional with who you surround yourself with um man i feel like i'm jumping around right now but i hope you I'm get the, you. the picture yeah yeah so that that's one big lesson um another huge lesson is just uh the significance of you know systems processes procedures that was a huge kind of aha moment for me um sometimes when you say things like systems processes procedures protocols people you know they don't they think of a suit you know and that's a lot of the reason why i think people open an independent Restaurants because they don't want to be a suit. They want that individuality. They want to express themselves. They want to have fun and you know. But these these things, these systems, and these processes allow you to do the fun stuff. Because if you're trying to do it all on your own, it's just too much. Systems and processes take that off your shoulders, so you can focus on what it is you love in the first place. A great book about that is the E Myth, um, a must read for anybody in this industry. I read that looking, book. That is a great yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those are two of you know, some of the biggest lessons. Um, and it's just it's not about I mean, food is a huge part of this industry to be successful. But you, you really need to have that that culture. You really need to. It's such a people heavy industry. And it, it's about experience and, and just making people happy, both your guests and your employees and uh, really just being there for other people. And um, I mean, I could go on and on. But those are some of just the biggest takeaways I've, I've gotten from doing the show. Roger. Well, again, I just got a huge takeaway from that because I've worked with lots of restaurants as a consultant, you know, on the board of directors of uh, a restaurant association. And in my experience, I've seen and I continue to see lots of operators that are just working six and seven days a week. And they're just so close to their operations because there are so many moving pieces. I call it the Mm -hmm. business of a thousand details. I've said that a thousand times before, but I think you you hit you hit it on the head because it really is about systems, processes, and procedures. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those systems, then you cannot possibly micromanage every single one of those thousands of details. And there's going to be lots yeah. of balls that get dropped, and those are the balls that the guest sees. Exactly. And, you know. So you said two things. You're going to surround yourself with the best people, the people that really fill in your weak spots. And I certainly did that in the early you know days of my restaurant. But if it wasn't for the systems that I created, I would not have succeeded because 
the managers and the restaurant owners that I've worked with are so close to their operations. They're just putting out those daily fires and they happen all the time. The unexpected is constantly happening. The dishwasher breaks down. Two staff people called in sick. You know, that delivery just showed up and, and we're missing, you know, three or four items that were critical to tonight's, you know, menu. It's like all this stuff is constantly going on. And without a system, you're just spinning your wheels with overwhelm. Exactly. And exactly. all those balls are just dropping. And that's the difference between, you know, the successful chain restaurants out there and the successful independents that have put those systems in place versus those operators that just, you know, they're just trying to get their arms around everything. And it's just impossible to do. If you don't build your dream team of staff and empower them to, you know, work these systems and fix the things that are broken and notice what the guest sees. I mean, all these things the guest will see. The menu will suffer. The food quality won't be there. Um, you'll keep people waiting far longer than they should be. Your tables won't be bust. I mean, I've seen the nightmares in certain restaurants when you walk in on a busy night and an unbusy night. It's like, this is show business, Eric, you know, the yeah, curtain goes up, absolutely. the doors open and it's show business, man. And you're, you're there making lots and lots of impressions for the hour to hour and a half or however long your guests are seated at those tables and every impression counts. So, you know, you just keep feeding me with all these little nuggets of information that I just want to impart to the listener that make sure you got your systems dialed, make sure you surround yourself with great people and make sure you, you maintain that passion for this business and and ultimately, if you don't, you know, if you don't do those things, you're just going to burn out because it's such an intense business. It's so challenging. So thanks for sharing those details. You know, you just you just yeah, you just lit my fire. And it's like, <laughs> man, no, I was in the trenches for so long that it's yeah. like I've seen all this stuff. And it's like those systems really allow you to take a step back, manage the big picture from 30,000 feet. And I think it's so important to be a customer in your own restaurant as often as you can and to try to be not that you're you're ever going to be anonymous, but you will be to a lot of people. But what you see and feel and experience is what your guest ultimately sees and feels and experiences. And and the only way to like deliver the most amazing show because it's entertainment is to really know what your customers are experiencing. So anyway. That was a no, little tangent too, but I think it's important <laughs> to note. And so, uh, I'm just—I was listening to you talk, and some of the things, uh, some more bombs were coming to my mind, Roger, just because of, uh, you know, you. I mentioned, and you mentioned attracting those rock stars to you. You have to yeah. attract the best to you, and the best way to do that um, is by just being something early, very early on. I think sometimes when people open a restaurant, they don't get super clear about who they are, what their identity is, who they're appealing to. They don't really do that legwork to establish their personal brand. And I think that word brand, again, when people think of the word branding, it goes back, they get that negative, like, oh, branding corporations, blah. But really what that is, it's it. You you need to uh, draw people onto your business that are that you know resonate with your missions, your purposes, your cultures. Like Simon Sinek, author of Start with Why, uh, the, you know, start with why. Like, what's your why? What's your purpose? People don't go to work for people for a paycheck, and especially in the restaurant industry, they want to work for whatever restaurant resonates, whatever purposes and core you know core values that restaurant stands for. So take the time to really yes. figure out 
who you are, what's important to you, your mission, your restaurant's mission, so you can attract those rock stars to you and um, you know, develop a brand that is literally an extension of who you are because you're going to mm-hmm. be there right. 60 plus hours right. a week and right. you need to live that brand. That needs to be an extension of who you are and it's so much easier, Roger, to show up every day when you're not trying to, to fit the mold of whatever concept you develop that has nothing to do with who you are. Um, so, I mean, that's one other big lesson I learned that, that you, you literally have to make your restaurant almost an extension of who you are uh, to really be able to show up every day with that full heart of just to, to be passionate and to stay fully engaged with the work you're doing in your, in your people. So well, that is a critical point too, because you're, what you're talking about now is about vision, right? Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, you got into this business for a reason. And most people get into this because they have a passion for either food or hospitality or just this business because they've worked in it and it's their life's purpose. It's their life's calling. So what's your original vision? If you're opening a restaurant for the first time right now, if you've had a restaurant for years, Go back to day one and what was that passion that drove you to open that place? And and how did you envision that restaurant to look like before you even opened the doors for the first time? That's really what branding is about. You know, yep. your theme, your concept, your menu, your decor. It's like every little thousand detail that your guest is going to experience is all part of that vision, all part of that passion and your brand. So that is just critically important to marketing, to setting yourself apart from your competition out there. And, and then the people you hire should again be an extension of that brand and be unique personalities. Absolutely. Using their own brand, becoming their own brand within your vision. And then the exactly. whole thing becomes part of your restaurant culture. And that's what's really unstoppable when you've I mean, got that brand. Exactly. There's just so much that stems off from doing it right from yep. the very beginning because you, you got to get everybody you know pulling in the same direction. And when you can stay clearly who you are, you're going to attract like-minded people to your restaurant that will mm-hmm. pull in the same direction. Uh, and it, it's just there's so much value that comes with just getting clear about your culture, your, uh, your visioning, and uh, attracting uh, amazing people. If you want to learn more about visioning, I think another great book mm-hmm. is Ari Weinswag's uh, an, an Anarchist Approach to Leadership, I believe or business yes. uh just search aria Weinswag, uh zimmerman zimmerman's and you'll find the book it's a great book but he has like little articles about how to vision and do all those culture building exercises it's great stuff you know attracting the right staff is is also part and parcel of attack attracting your right customer because your brand your vision your passion you also have an idea of who your ideal customer avatar is in this restaurant too. And granted, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't be all things to all people, but I think that there's a very important part about creating a concept that's going to attract the kinds of people that you want to serve and the right demographic. And that Mm -hmm. varies based on location and based on, you know, whether you're a family casual restaurant or a five-star fine dining restaurant. It's like you got to keep all these things in mind because there is an ideal customer avatar and it's not every person that's walking down the street. In some cases, it might be. If you've got a sports bar, if you've got a diner, then it is. But if you've got a five-star restaurant, if you've got a certain theme restaurant, if you're really family focused, I mean, all these things are important to think about. So you want to attract the right staff that deliver the the experiences to your customer and you want to keep who your ideal customer is, you know, as part of that vision as well. So that is so, so cool, man. I mean, so do you have a (laughs) time frame in mind when you'd like, like if you could look five years ahead of time, two years ahead of time, um, two questions here. 
when do you see yourself opening your first restaurant? And when you do, are you going to continue doing the podcast? Uh, that's a good, a great question. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine to open a restaurant, but you know, when you're constantly pushing yourself, uh, and learning new things and expanding your horizon, like your, your vision is always changing. And right now that's kind of where I am. My vision is always changing of what kind of restaurant I want to open or, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, it's all about attracting that, uh, dream team to you. And I, I just don't feel like I'm I have attracted that team onto myself yet. And uh, right now my focus is just to learn as much as possible to network, to find people who are similarly passionate or have the same core values as I do and then surround myself with this team. So when the time comes to open my restaurant, I'm going to have that dream team. I'm going to have all the people on my bus in the right seat and I'll just be driving the bus. Um, And honestly, I I've had some fun ideas. I love calzones. I've always dreamed of doing a calzone like 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 an artisanal calzone shop. That's kind of like one of my fantasies, but I don't know how practical it is. <laughs> so, all right. So you were talking about when the timing is right and and all that sort of thing. And you also mentioned that keyword dream team, getting the right people on your bus. And I wanted to add something to that as well, because when we talk about dream team, we're talking about our staff, our employees, and there's so many challenges in this business because of high turnover, because it is transient by nature. We get a lot of young people in this business that just kind of come and go every couple of months. And that was certainly my experience in the very beginning until I put the systems in place to build that dream team, Mm -hmm. recognize them, reward them, get them motivated, hire the right kind of people that really had a passion for this business. But let me take another spin around because dream team that is just as critically important when you own a restaurant is have for three. There were three particular people that I also had turnover in the beginning. But one was a CPA, two was an attorney and three was a graphic artist. And all three of those people were critical to building my brand success. Um, The attorney I had for literally 20 years, he was fantastic. He was the only attorney, you know, that I ever worked with. I had probably three or four different CPAs or tax accountants, and that's a minefield unto itself. So that is a really (laughs) important person that you really need to find, someone with restaurant experience, someone that, you know, takes your business and treats it like their own because they're, you know, let's face it, your end goal here is to pay the minimum amount of taxes possible, still, you know, maintaining legal guidelines but I mean, if you take somebody on that just goes through the motions, I mean, you could be it could be costing you thousands of dollars. So you really got to be sure to interview the right CPA, the right attorney, because, you know, again, that's a minefield. Litigation is around the next corner. I don't mean to scare my listeners, but they know if they're in this business that the unexpected happens. You know, people this is a litigious society. So you really need a great attorney as well. And then graphic artists, we did such powerful, powerful marketing. And one of the key points I want to make here is we were able to do a lot of um, a lot of products and services we were able to do on straight trade, meaning I gave my my um, suppliers 100% trade in my restaurant. But the, fa- the fact is, is I wasn't paying them cash. I was paying them whatever my food and beverage cost was. Mm-hmm. And they would walk into the restaurant. They'd get to sign for the services And I had a graphic artist who was a creative director in a major advertising agency. And if I had to pay that person, it would have cost me tens of thousands of dollars to do what he did for me. And it was a competitive advantage. The posters, the flyers, the marketing pieces that we did internally, externally, 
you know, and, with a you know, professional. I hate to, to butt in real quick, yeah. but I think it's really, really important. Sometimes we just hire people and we don't really take the time to get to know them, mm -hmm. to find out what strengths they have. We just want to put a pulse in, you know, hire anybody. Yes. But the truth is, if we take the time oh, thank you to, to just, yeah, to just to talk to our people and to find out what makes them passionate and mm -hmm. what drives them, what their aspirations are. You have so many great opportunities of people who have amazing skills and talents that are probably working for you right now, but you never knew that you probably have somebody who's a graphic designer who, who's going to school for graphic design right now working for you. So get, take the time to, to get to know the people that are working for you because you can't leverage their strengths and assets if you don't know that they're there. Well, you um, need that's to, another great lesson. I think you need to – what you're talking about, Eric, is really the word fit or chemistry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because someone either fits – or they don't, and again, you're spinning your wheels if you don't find the right key people that are the perfect person that is part of that dream team. So another really powerful point that you just brought up. Thanks, thanks for sharing. So no as we wrap this up, why don't we talk about? Um, well, you know what? I'm not sure you answered that question. Are you still going to be able <laughs> and want to do this podcast when you have your own um, restaurant? Yeah, I mean, the, my hope is to keep this thing going as long as I possibly can, and I think that uh, right now it's. Uh, if I was trying to open a restaurant right now and continue the podcast, it would be really tough because it's a one-man show. But uh, I've learned so much about systems, processes, procedures, and getting the right people on your team that I can do the same thing with a podcast mm -hmm. and uh, just get people to, to do the busy work. And if I can just show up for three interviews a week, heck yeah, why not, man? I love this stuff. So um, yeah, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. My goal is to get at least uh, 1 million downloads. So awesome. That's <laughs> huge. That is so great. So now if someone is totally unfamiliar with Restaurant Unstoppable, they can go to your website, restaurantunstoppable.com. There's yeah. a complete archive of your past guests, what they do, what they've got to say, you know, what they're contributing to the industry. And then you're releasing a new podcast. Um, how often now? Is it weekly? Uh, is it biweekly? It's usually lately the past couple months, it's been two episodes a week. Awesome. Um, the best I was yep. doing was three episodes a week, but mm -hmm. uh, right now two, and I hope to get back up to three um, real soon. So, yeah. So I, I can't think of anything more important than taking a step back, looking at your restaurant from a fresh perspective and listening to the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast, whether you're in your car driving to your restaurant or after hours, you know, take 45 minutes, just under an hour, and look at all the knowledge bombs that you can gain that you can immediately apply to your restaurant that's going to make it a stronger operation. It's going to help you build your brand, and it's really going to help you rock your restaurant. So I really appreciate you joining me today, Eric. This is just amazing what you're doing. I think I, I, I'm blown away at, at your story <laughs> because... You know, you, you were doing something pretty extraordinary, you know, commercial aviation and then just bailing on that because it, it is a lucrative career, but you just didn't have a passion for it. And I think that's the key takeaway from this. If you've got a passion, push it as far as you possibly can, maintain a fresh perspective and just constantly develop that dream team so that you're giving your guests the best, most amazing show business experience you can. So... Anything else to add before we cut out, Eric? Yeah, I mean, just that uh, I, there's a reason why I call a restaurant unstoppable a melting pot of mentors. And I do believe so much that um, a lot of 
your success comes from who you surround yourself with, who you're, you're influencing yourself with. And if you're in the position where you're, you don't have somebody to go to to get that advice, I mean, this podcast is for you. I've done so many interviews with so many incredible minds, people who are thought leaders who are super successful, just sharing their story, sharing their advice uh, and their recommendations. And um, it's like the analogy I use, it's like eating food. If you eat crap all the time, if you're eating, you know, fast food or like processed food, you're going to feel, you know, miserable and just lousy. Um, the same thing goes with the content that you put into your body, Roger. Like the, if you, if you're constantly learning and constantly surrounding yourself with positive people who are successful, like that's going to rub off, you know, that, that constantly just of just listening to what other people are doing, like what, what it takes to become successful like that's like it, it, it rubs off your subconscious will change and you'll start making better decisions and you'll start doing the right things in your life um and i i just wholeheartedly believe in that and uh it's been an it's been a ride and i've gotten so much great feedback and it's, it's been yeah. an honor to to serve yeah. everybody at this industry that i love so yeah you're yeah. absolutely leading the business <laughs> forward and you know we were both recently honored by being named uh two of the seven best restaurant industry podcasts yeah, that's right. and we made the top two. So I, I'm honored to be in such good company. But you really started this segment, I believe, and you're just doing amazing things. So I know the guests today listening got a lot out of this podcast. It's always amazing to talk to you and I appreciate you joining me. So um, thank you. There you have it, rock stars. Check out the Restaurant <laughs> Unstoppable podcast at restaurantunstoppable.com. Sign up for the podcast and the newsletter. Give yourself every advantage in this business. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Eric, for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Right on. We'll talk again. Cheers. Thanks for listening to, to the, the Restaurant, Restaurant Rockstars, Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.